Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. Long time no see, sir. Yeah. This is what? It's about two days? Uh, yes. Today's Tuesday? This is attempt number two at recording this episode. <laughs> we finally had our first one that we got to re-record. Yeah, Uncle Nick was a uh, zombie Nick <laughs> by the time he had to record, so... It was a terrible performance, so we decided to re-record, and uh, hopefully this one's going to be a lot better for you. Uh, yeah, so we're going to re-record, and uh, today's Tuesday, so Brandon, are you going to have this out tomorrow? Tomorrow morning? Maybe. I was supposed to do that training tomorrow for work, but I totally could edit this while I'm in training. You probably <laughs> could, since you've been at your job for two years and been doing it pretty well for two years. And they're just training me now. They're just... <laughs> Uh, and you're not teaching the class, right? You're a participant? Oh, yeah, I'm a participant. <laughs> a very, very good participating participant. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so, um, this week of hockey, we've had... There's been a lot of... There's, there's been, been a, a lot of hockey. There's been a lot of hockey. There's been a lot of change. There's been a lot of roster changes. Times are changing. Again. You want to start us off on Tuesday in Cleveland? I want to introduce who we are first. Oh, yeah. We should probably <laughs> talk about who we do first. <laughs> oh, this is still getting better than what we did on Sunday. That, it is true. <laughs> That's very true. But welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Uncle Nick. <laughs> and you're not exhausted this time. <laughs> uh, still exhausted, but not as bad. Oh, so, man, Tuesday. Tuesday, the last Tuesday was a Griffins game. Yeah. It's Tuesday today. So we, we're recapping last week's game. Yeah, we had Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for Griffins. Oh, oh we're covering, we're going to cover Sunday. Yeah, we'll cover Sunday. Okay. I'm prepared for Sunday. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be here to listen. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. But Tuesday, I missed because of work. And since we had some free time, you were able to watch that game? Yeah, I was able to watch it today. Oh, yep. boy. How did that... Well, last, I watched it last night. What was that experience like for you? So I listened to it. I did listen to it Tuesday live yeah. with Bob and Larry. Didn't get to watch it. I realize now how the AHL TV app works. <laughs> oh, so you found that it's not just there for like 24 hours and you could go back and watch any... No, I realized like I have to use your logins for the away or the home games and my logins for the home games. So... You had to use your login for the home games and my login for the home games? I'm sorry, you're, you have to, have to use my logins for the away games, your logins for the home games. Yes. And then it works. Yeah. I have yet to log into my own account <laughs> all season. It's crazy how it works when you're in the right account. You can watch all the games. Yeah, and I, I mean, I wasn't frustrated. I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just listen to it. I just figured there was too many people on the app. I just so. feel bad you didn't bring it up till now. <laughs> well, I told you that I couldn't get into some of them, so... I guess I never put two and two together here. No, we've got four, so, uh, which is... <laughs> <laughs> how many goals got scored on us that night? Oh, God. <laughs> four? Yeah? Yeah, I rewatched it. The Cleve- Cleveland was interesting, so it was a homecoming of sorts for Ned. That's from Cleveland. Oh, that's right. And so is Ben Simon. <clears throat> and we brought both of them back for some reason. <laughs> Did we leave them there? We should have. At least <laughs> one of them. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ned, Ned, we're not leaving you there. Ned, I wanted to keep you out. You're good. Um, yeah, so what I noticed was, first thing watching it, there was not a whole lot of people in attendance. It was... It's a Tuesday in Cleveland. It, I mean, I'm sure they had things... Nothing else going on in Cleveland. To be able to go to the game. 
No, it's not really fair. They share an arena with the Cavs. Oh. So that arena is massive they did. for an AHL team. So it looks pretty empty, but the attendance is usually still pretty decent. Uh, when I look at the game sheet, it was like 5,000. Oh, wow. So that arena is massive. That doesn't make sense because they, they didn't mention that on the broadcast. They did mention that uh, there was a lot of people there, even though it looked pretty empty. Yeah, I mean, that would be like putting the Griffins normal attendance in LCA. Oh. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> so I noticed that, but the game, I mean, it started off um, speezy and just rocking somebody right away. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. First 10 seconds in. Uh, I noticed a lot of dump and chase in this game. Uh, which, I mean, it resulted in a loss for us. Yeah. If, if that's what we're doing, I mean, that's going to result in a loss. I mean, we were able to, only able to get one goal in that game, and it was Luff. So. Yeah. That was a sick goal, too. Uh, right circle, wrist shot, uh, right in. The three goals that we gave up, Ned's first one, was it was a weird shot. Uh, he It deflected up. Ned lost track of the puck. It hit him and went in. I mean, it was kind of like a scramble goal at the right at the goal line. So. Yeah. Uh, can't fault him for that. Second one, we're on the power play. <laughs> and this team just loves giving up shorties. <laughs> so Simon gets tangled up, turns it over, and uh, breakaway on Ned. Awesome. Awesome. Down to nothing. Beautiful. Third goal Ned should have had. Yeah. I mean, I can't fault Ned out of breakaway. Like, those are... 50, 50 is it their chance. goal breakaway too? No, the third. Oh. No, the third one was a five hole. That one that should have had. Mm. So, um, they Cleveland took this series as a playoff game because they played Cleveland Tuesday. Then yeah. They, then they played Cleveland Saturday. Saturday, and then they played Cleveland Sunday. They, no, they didn't play them Sunday. They played Chicago Sunday. They played Cleveland again Thursday this week. So, I don't think Cleveland plays another opponent in between where we played Rockford and we played... Uh, no, they did not play an opponent in between the Tuesday game and Saturday. So, they, I mean, they I don't think they play anybody else again this week either. Oh, uh, they play tomorrow, I believe. Oh. But, yeah, no, they're treating these games like playoff games because, again, just like the Griffins being in the bottom of the division that they're in, they're still a fighting chance and they're trying to claw their way back into things. It's not looking good. <laughs> for them or us? For both. No. <laughs> uh, I th- I thought Love played really well. That was my that was my spotlight guy. Uh, Love played really well. Um, hit the corners. He 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 scored. He had, he had a goal. Uh, I thought he played well. I thought Simon did not play well. It was not a great game for Simon. Uh, why not? Just turnovers. A lot uh, of turnovers from him. Or turn. Uh, I saw two. Two turnovers. I just don't. I don't feel like he played a great game. That's unfortunate. I mean, granted, every player is going to have bad games here and there. That's unfortunate in a game of that caliber that he had a rough game. Um, and looking at Cleveland's schedule, actually, because now that you brought that up, I was very curious to see. Um, and it looks like they do not play until Thursday again. So they have three straight against us. So three straight games against Grand Rapids. So they they took this in as a playoff. This was a playoff matchup to them. Yeah, their last game before Tuesday was Sunday, March 5th. They played us on March 7th. Then obviously they played us on Saturday in Grand Rapids on the 11th. And then they're off until Thursday the 16th. Wow, that's crazy. And, that, and then Thursday's game this week will be the last matchup between 
these two, um, from what I can see here. Thank God, because... Oh, well, no, this doesn't show April. My bad. Uh, I hate watching us play Cleveland. So we play them two more times. We play them three more times after Tuesday. Yeah, it's a Monday in Cleveland. Of course it is. <laughs> it's just a random, a random day. Days in Cleveland. Every away game in Cleveland is a random day. So I wonder if that's because they share. They they're trying to adjust with the basketball schedule. Oh, hundred percent. That's, that's got to be it. Hundred percent. That's probably a crazy schedule. The playoffs probably look real fun in there if they oh, if they make it. AHL schedules do get weird in the playoffs, too. So I mean, we don't have to worry about that in Detroit with the Pistons and the Wings because neither team is great right now. They're both rebuilding. Uh, you cannot say the Wings and the Pistons in the same sentence. That is a big difference. <laughs> Pistons are terrible. We're rebuilding. They're, it's been tough. They have 16 wins and 54 losses. Yeah, their star player is out. Cade's been out all season, just about. That's fair. That's fair. No, they're they're having a rough. We're taken for that number one pick. It's the French dude. They have a lottery too. They probably won't get it. It's a Detroit team. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's off basketball. Off of basketball. So There's nothing else from Thursday that's a takeaway for you though. Besides, Simon had a rough game and Luff played really well. Yeah, that's about all I have for that. That takes us to Friday, which was the purple game. The good old purple game. I had fun at the Purple Game. You didn't get to go to the Purple Game. I, I had fun at the Purple Game. I did not. I had to get ready for my crazy family coming over. So I, I took that game off. The purple jersey looks really good on your wall. The jersey looks really good. <laughs> I was fortunate to win one. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. After bidding on six of them. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> it felt like six. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, man. Friday's game was uh, was a tight one. It was fun. You got so you said you got there early ish. Yeah, got there early ish. It was a good crowd on hand for a Friday night game. Usually a Friday night game it is. Did you get any of the memorabilia that they had for sale before the game? No, I'm <laughs> mad about that. I'm still mad about that. We're what we're on Tuesday now, and I'm still mad about that. So I didn't know about this, and I don't think it, I don't know if it was posted anywhere or not. I didn't see it anywhere. But it didn't go into the weekly update either. Yeah, when you get up to the concourse there, they have three. Giant table set up with a bunch of hoodies and shirts and corner zips. I saw one of the hoodies on the game today. Yeah. Yeah. They're sick. Um, sick. And, like, they were all super discounted, but they just didn't have a lot of larger size stuff available uh, for us tall people or bigger people, really, which kind of sucked. All sizes matter. Yeah. Well. Except for you that night. They sold out (laughs) of it. So they had all that stuff. They sold it so quick because it was so cheap. Like Nike corner zips for ten bucks and hoodies for twenty five. Like, do you think they have them for the garage sale? No shot. No, because the hoodies were the twenty five year hoodies, so they're from last year. Oh, but at the same time, those corner zips were definitely not like leftover from last year, and those things were sweet, the like blackish gray color with the purple Granite Griffins writing at the top. Yeah, I saw that. That's I think that's what the puck guy had. Yeah, yeah, they were sweet. And only ten bucks a piece. I was like, man, I would have bought like six. <laughs> I love quarter zips. That's probably um, why you didn't get any. Some other guy bought six. Yeah, fair. Selfish. But then, so yeah, after that, we go. We grabbed our seats, enjoyed warm ups, and I noticed something in warm ups. Yeah. So you mentioned this, but I, when I watched the Cleveland one, there was four players out during. Warm-ups well, I didn't get too. to watch the Cleveland game. I know. So Ned was the last one to leave. Perfect. Well, that's a whole new strategy here that they have going, apparently, because there was guys on the ice still in the last 10 seconds of warm-ups. Not a minute and 30 seconds of empty ice on our side. There was, I think there was three other players. The Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention in Cleveland, they actually have a overhead goal camera in their arena. 
So it can be done. It's not. We a, have one. We just can't see the feet of it. So it's something that the Griffins need to fix because they can see it on the. I can see it on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. They we have one here when they're reviewing in the penalty box. I've sat behind the box for it, and you can see the camera there, but only the refs can see it. Oh, that's but for some reason we can't see replays from that. That's garbage. So we're they, going back to like episode one complaints here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if we can make some improvements, there it is. But yeah, I noticed that. I forgot to mention it. That you can no, see good call. the overhead. So I now I know it's not an AHL thing. It's a it's a team specific thing. That's an issue. But and it's weird that we have one. It's just not tied to the same feed. I guess I don't know. Who knows? Weird. Yeah, the guys stayed out for him ups. That was cool. And then we we go into the game. It was a tight game against Rockford, man. They came out swing like well, they did come out swinging, but <laughs> they didn't. Well, new power, new power came out swinging, but he didn't land many. No, unfortunately, poor guy. I felt bad. He really the guy he was. Fought, I don't remember the name of the guy he fought. Um, dude's a big dude. Guy's a big. He new power picked on a pretty tough customer there, from what I've understood about this guy, and. You can tell. I mean, he got new power with a couple good ones. I thought his, I thought that cage was coming back. <laughs> I thought he got his jaw a couple times pretty good. But uh, that was interesting. Yeah, it was an exciting way to kick off the game right there. Yeah, well, uh, Bliss took a hit, and so that's when new power came in to, to protect him, to stand up for him. Yeah, we haven't seen the refs let him fight like that in a while. I wish there was at least one fight at the game. That's the yeah. old school hockey bag. The old school hockey. Um, not a ton of scoring in this one, but the scoring the Griffins did was good. So the first goal scored by Les Perrant, assisted by Luff and McIsaac. Really, that's the one Lesby cleaned up. That's the one Lesby cleaned up. Yeah. It was really pretty though. Um, really that net front presence that he's bringing to the table right now, ever since Chason's departure to Detroit, it's been incredible. He's been really gritty up front, trying to clean up any loose rebound, any puck he can. And he's just keeps tucking him in there like that. So love to see that. It was a good, like, respond, too, because Rockford came out fast, and they were just crushing us in that first period. Yeah, I thought Rockford this, put up 12 shots in the first period. Yeah, I thought we were, this game was going to get carried away fast, because they had 12 shots, I think we only had, like, three or four. We didn't have many. Yeah, and that goal was 18 minutes into the first, so it was a nice way to cap off the first period, and then the boys came out shooting in the second period. Yeah, they uh, did, which six, was weird because we don't typically play well in the second period. No, 16 shots in the second period to Rockford's 11. I mean, both teams were firing the puck a lot there, but both goalies stood tall in that one. In that game, it was uh, Ned against uh, Elmer's brother, Arvid. Yeah. So that's always a fun matchup when those two are playing against each other. Still no goal by Elmer. Still no goal by Elmer <laughs> against them. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so nothing really exciting in that second period there. A couple, well, couple penalties. We did play really well in the second period. Like, we were no, cycling we the puck. We were moving. Like, a couple times with Bob uh, or Bob and Larry were talking, they are like, it looks like we're on the power play. And this, I was like, this looks better than the power play because they they were controlling the puck. They were getting shots on that. Like, they were entering the zone, too. Like, that whole time they did it, and this is really bad, but they dumped it right on the blue blue. Right. They dumped it, and then they just forechecked the, the crap out of it. They went back to it. They got the puck, and then they cycled it through. But I was like, that's what I've been watching the last three games is how are they entering the zone? A lot of dump and chase. But Cleveland, that game, yeah. Well, yeah, but in that game specifically, there was still some dump and chase, but the forecheck was so much stronger. Yes. 
They were bringing the forecheck a lot harder, so they were able to maintain the puck, then start cycling it. And when they had possession, they kept possession for a good amount of time. That second period, the offensive time they spent down there was quite a bit. Quite noticeable, yeah. Yeah. They. That's the thing that's driving me nuts, though, is like the dump and chase just does not work a whole lot of the time. Yeah. And maybe yeah. they're just too slow against some of these other teams, and maybe that's why they're not being able to get the puck back when they do dump. But when they are like driving to the net, they're creating those opportunities because right. they move the one guy out of the way. Now it's a two on one or it's a three on two. Like they get those opportunities when they're driving play towards the net or using that bumper guy on the blue line to turn in as well. Yeah. And then, I mean, we go into the third period. Things started to tighten up on both sides. You could tell Rockford only got seven shots, Griffin's had nine. Um, Rockford was unfortunately able to get a goal though and tie it up about nine minutes in. Both goals in this game were power play goals. Special teams played a role in this game. Each team had three opportunities in the power play. Each team capitalized once. Oh. Which, that's crazy. I haven't seen a game like that tight in across all stats in a while. No, and, and Griffin's need to keep it tight to be able to win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and especially, I mean, Central Division opponent yep. that is now, as the result of everything, the one we're chasing, like, that's a big win at the end of the day. If we could keep them close... We're 12-1-6 in one-goal games. 12-1-6. That's good. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, if it's more than that, 10-26. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll ignore that stat. That's like, what? That's and a lot of those are at home. <laughs> yeah, home results still aren't that great. Uh, but we thought the game was going to end with a Griffins win before overtime when Simon. some crazy stuff happened and uh, Simon buried a beautiful shot in the back of the net, but unfortunately, apparently, Les Bronze had interfered with the guy in the front. I, I watched the replay. I didn't see it. <laughs> really? Oh, I know. Okay, it was obvious. It was It was pretty It was pretty bad. It was bad. I thought Elmer had to score because tall guy right. on the left, I thought Elmer had scored. That. I know. We thought he scored his brother, and it was like, <laughs> ah! Oh. I was stoked. And then I was like, oh, no, that's 77. That's Simon. Well, the thing was, he definitely, so Lesby definitely interfered with the guy. It was called tripping, though. It wasn't a trip. There was no trip there whatsoever. It was, if you want to call it something, it was interference. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I thought thought we had a nice two-goal lead right there because that was before Rockford scored, but. Yeah. Um, obviously. Well, we, we can't take two, two nothing leads. That's true. That's the most dangerous lead for us. That's true. So I guess it's, it worked out in the end. It was funny, too, because even after Simon buried that, Arvid came out of his net and was, like, tapping him on the back. Like, yeah, that was a, that was a good opportunity there, dude. I did see that. It was pretty funny. That's where I really thought it was Elmer, because I, I thought he was going to be like, ah, I got you still, bro. But no, it was Simon. Um, then, obviously, the game goes to overtime, and overtime was short. Yeah, I was home. I was, like, doing – I was still getting the house ready, and you guys had texted me that said, we won – and it hadn't showed up yet on the broadcast, so then I I jumped back into the living room, turned it on, like I'm watching it, and there it is. Yeah, at least you knew when to look. You would have yeah. missed it. That's what I do appreciate about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 17 seconds in, uh, McIsaac. Backdoor. Beautiful. It was fantastic. Assisted by O'Regan and Hiroshi. Yeah, that was a good match. That was good uh, three players out there. A good three players for overtime out there together, because O'Regan's just an animal in the face-off circle. I, I love him. He doesn't lose very many of them. Yeah. And Hiroshi obviously knows how to move the puck really well. And McIsaac just was fortunate where he ended up landing and was able to bury it. Yeah, he got a step on the defender and just put it on. 
again, another just really good game from McIsaac. Like, yeah. We're seeing a lot of these good games strung together by him. Yeah, I like, I, he's becoming a, a good, finding his role in the defense. Yeah, I mean, like, so obviously every Wings fan's like Edmondson, 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 but now there's Johansson and McIsaac in the picture that could make things really interesting next season. So who knows? And Vero. And, and Vero. Vero played very well. Vero's been playing really well. Well, that defensive pairing of him and McIsaac is it's what's solid. working. Um, those two play really well off each other. They know where they're, each other's going to be at in each position, so they don't put themselves in a bad role where someone's going to sneak behind them. It's very, very rare that someone gets a breakaway on those two. Yeah. So that's that's just really exciting to see Vero take off like that. Offensively, you're not seeing the points hit there, but defensively, you're seeing the game really come together for him. We're not seeing a whole lot of offense altogether. No, not really. So <laughs> it works out well. Standouts for you in that game? Oh, Tataya. Kirill. Kirill Tatayev. Ah, uh, he played so freaking well. He did, and it was he just got called up that day. Yeah. And he played incredibly well. I mean, he didn't get on the score sheet, unfortunately. There's really no stat line for him that night, but... He played He played really well. He had a lot of... Um, he broke up a lot of passes. He had one pass to Spezia. It was behind the back. Spezia took it, was on his own with the goalie, took a shot, and then deflected off. Yeah, I remember that one. That was a sick play. So even the announcer, like Bob and Larry, were mentioning him quite a bit. Tataya, Tataya, Tataya. Like he and they're like, we're being homers at this point, but yeah. he's playing really well, and it's good to see because you know he's doing so well in Toledo. Yeah, I mean, you, I remember him being in with the Griffins at the start of the season, and he was all over the place. It was very exciting to watch, but when he was all over the place, there was mistakes and things like that were happening. You can see how he's put up, what, 40-something assists in Toledo at this point now. Yeah. He doesn't put up a lot of goals. He's only got eight goals there. But he's so smart with the way he's moving the puck now, and he's not making dumb decisions with it. He's putting the puck in the right place, giving other players opportunities to get it on net. That's why the guy's got 40-something assists. He's got good hockey IQ. Yeah, and it's what the kids would say. Yeah, it's really shown from he's shown how much his game has grown in just the year in Toledo. And if that's the type of development we're gonna see out of Toledo, I'm really happy some of these guys are there for the time frame they've been there. Yeah, because there are Toledo guys that get brought up to the Griffins have played very well. Yeah, like they're not making mistakes. They're not turning over the puck a whole lot. Well, it's like Craig's until he got injured. I mean, his he only had to play one game. Yeah, but I mean, he had an assist or two in that game. And then it was injured for the whole season, but things happen. <laughs> but again, Toledo guys keep being super reliable, and there's actually like solid Red Wing prospects that are there right now. Obviously, Kosa, but the offensively and defensively, we have people there that are going to learn a lot this year. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping Kirill will make the lineup next year for the Griffins. I like he's a he's a staying. I hope Kirill Bullet or Kirill Bliss and Warad. Yeah. All three. Well, and Kosa. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> duh. That's, that's no secret over here. But, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, he was definitely a good player that night. And obviously, I said McIsaac is my standout. McIsaac and Fiero together. Love. I think I texted. Was that the night I texted you that that was like these? No, I tweeted it one of these nights that those two. I think it was Saturday night. I had said that uh, Fiero and McIsaac were just fantastic you're going off on twitter on saturday night i, I, I was having a good time i couldn't pay attention at all to anything so. no you had like a whole army of children to keep track of in that arena yeah i had four <laughs> three kids under the age of six i was playing host so i was trying to make sure like sister brother-in-law sister brother-in-law 
parents were all set. It was that was nuts. What a nice guy. What a nice family guy. Yeah. <laughs> DMs are open. <laughs> okay. I I want to say too, Matt Luff played well. Okay. Matt Luff has continued to play well. Which no surprise that the wings pull him up. You're jumping the gun. Here. All right. We still got to talk about Saturday. Well, let's let's finish let's finish Friday. Well, yeah, Friday we covered everything. Even Carell getting called up. Luff played very well. What else do you have for Friday? I so I was home, so I wasn't. I was paying attention to the game. Was on the background, but I'm also on my phone and I'm putting stuff together here at the house. But the Griffin social media on promotional nights is way better than any other night that they do. I don't understand why or who they give the controls to, but they need to do this more often. Yeah, I've noticed a couple nights lately where it's like... You can tell. I'll be following along, and let's say like I'm on Instagram or Facebook even, which I'm rarely on Facebook, but if I'm on Instagram, like I'll see the Griffin story pop up, and you see like the end of the period, end of the period, and then when they lose or something, you just don't see anything after that. It just They just fall off the face of the earth. And then the Facebook ones, too, the same thing. It'll be, like, the start of the game. They'll have, like, videos and the stories, like, of the warm-up, of the lineup, like, the high-five alley, stuff like that. And they'll keep updating it throughout the game. And as soon as the team, like, declines in the game results, they just disappear. Oh, but maybe they go to bed. Maybe. <laughs> but usually they're posting stuff from in the arena, so I don't yeah. really know. But, yeah, the past few games, especially the promotional ones... Much yeah, I've noticed like icons have changed. They've been they're posting uh, gifs the other night or gifs, however you want to pronounce it. It's gif. It's not gif. <laughs> Come on, put a Ted Lasso plug in here. Uh-huh. Um, so I I felt that was really good. I feel like they need to just continue doing that because like Toledo has such a great fan base, and I think a lot of it comes from social media as well. Yeah, and it's really noticeable when Toledo's normal social media person's off for that day. Oh yeah, I think it was Sunday. I didn't even know the game was going. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot. All right, we haven't seen much tonight from them. I guess it's somebody else's night to man the controls. I think that was a low-scoring game, too. So It was. <laughs> uh, but I didn't even know it started. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no. The I love seeing it. I want more of it. The hockey, like, just the hockey, like, Twitter in general. Like, yeah. how much interaction is there with some of these teams and their admins? Like, not to give a division opponent too much credit, but Milwaukee's social media team? It's crazy. Top here. notch. Yeah. Like, they do a great job with it. They keep, their stuff keeps coming up on my stuff. Yeah, it's because they probably, do so well with it. It's and, probably because of Katie. <laughs> it's very much possibly. But I mean, even like, my girlfriend loves their TikTok. Like, we gotta can, get on TikTok, bro. We do gotta get on TikTok. I still don't know how to use it. This makes me sound so old that I'm not. You boomer. I know, right? If I'm older than you. But anything else for Friday? I'll change the subject. <laughs> call me a boomer. Jerseys were great. Pants were not. Oh, oh yeah. I like the red pants to go with the black I and wish we had an NHL budget. <laughs> we could just figure it out. Just figure it out. Yeah. Put black pants on. Or spray paint. I don't know. That would have looked sick. Figured something out. Because that was just... That was so... That was... If they would have had all black going, that would have looked sick. That would be good. Uh, I thought there was... I thought we were undefeated under promotional jerseys. We are not. We're two and two. Two and two. Oh, there was a second loss? We actually lost the military night. And we lost the red kettle game. No, then we lost the third one, too. Oh, and we lost... the Grateful Dead one. We lost the Grateful Dead. So we're two and three. The military night? Yeah, I think they wore those jerseys two nights in a row. Oh, they did. That's right. And that's when Cross had the, the game winner. 
That's right. Because I was like, I swear, I remember seeing Cross in that military jersey. Yeah, because the first night, he tied it at the end, remember? And then we lost. And the second night, he got the, like the last second game winner. Yeah. Because he's clutch. So they must have worn twice. They did wear those twice. It was Friday, Saturday. They wore them both nights. We didn't go to the auction? Did they not auction those jerseys? No, they did. And we went, and they went for a lot of money. That was the one, the Beargun jersey that it wasn't. That I could yeah, the have. one that you could have bought and you didn't. Yeah, that was stupid. I yeah, you idiot. Just that kidding. Was, that it's okay. Bad. We didn't know. We know a lot more now. Yeah, we're getting better at this. Sure. <laughs> Keep lying to everyone, but yeah. Uh, Saturday. Saturday. So Saturday, you were there, obviously, with your fam. Oh. And you didn't get to pay too much attention to it because you guys had a ton going on, which yeah. is fine. It's, you know, you got the kids out there. You got the fam out to a game. It was a good time. Yeah, for some of us. <laughs> I had a great time watching the game at home. Was it? Uh, the only thing that I remember pulling away from that game... Well, nothing really happened in the first. There was a ton of shots back and forth. Yep. S- second period, we went eight minutes without a stoppage in play. Which was cre- the only reason I bring it up, because I'm sitting there in the stands. I'm waiting for my dad to come back with one, of the, one or two of the kids and all the candy that he bought them. Oh, God. And there's like... 12 minutes in, we turn around, and there's just a floodgate of people coming down the stairs. And the guys behind me were like, where did all these guys come from? And I'm like, we haven't had a stoppage yet this entire period. So the refs just let them play. Yeah, they did. The first period, like you said, there wasn't any goals, but there was a lot of shots. There's 14 for Cleveland and 12 for Grand Rapids in the first. That's a crazy start to the game shots-wise. Second period, it calmed down a little, and then... But that's when two of the goals were scored. Yeah. <laughs> so Luff got the first one of the game there for Grand Rapids. Again, playing extremely well. He that's the one he lined up. That that yeah. Well that was yeah, and Edvinson and O'Regan made some great plays in the zone to keep that play alive and give it to him too. Edvinson's pass to him was sick. Then Cleveland got a uh, goal to tie it up in the second period as well there. Uh Chinnikoff got a goal. The guy's on fire for Cleveland. He's a good player. Drives me nuts. He's really good. We've we played some uh, players that have just had the Griffins number this year, too. And he's one of them. Yeah. Him and uh, Fix Wolanski on that team. Who? Fix Wolanski. <laughs> yeah, I said it right the first time this time. Nice track. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Um, so that's the goals in the second period there. Uh, Griffins came out of the period, or came out of that one with the shots leaded 9-7 to seven in that period. Nothing too crazy going on besides the goals. So tie game going into the third. Lesby is in the right place at the right time on the power play. Oh, let me backtrack here. The first two goals were power play goals as well for both Cleveland and Grand Rapids. Then Grand Rapids' second goal was a power play goal. So three power play goals in a row, again, between a game in Cleveland and Grand Rapids. Special teams playing a major factor. Lesby took... This goal was weird. It was you think it was O'Regan's goal, looking at the replay multiple times. But it really just takes a weird bounce off Lesby and ends up in the net. Oh. And it worked out pretty great. Obviously, he gets another goal there. Hiroshi also assisted on that one as well. Um, but Oregon's shot that ended up bouncing off Lesby was wicked. Um, so two-point game for Oregon. Two assists in that game. So oh, he's doing oh, well. Oregon. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then eight minutes into the third, Cleveland tied the game up, unfortunately. Uh, Christensen uh, assisted by... Chinnikov and Fix Wolanski again. <laughs> so, yeah, those two were all over the score sheet. They each had a two-point game. How did Yerchuk do? 
you're checking that one, it was kind of just non-existent. I mean, he, okay, he had an assist, I guess, but I shouldn't say non-existent. I was trying to keep <laughs> he was the He was the primary assist on Chenikov's goal uh, in the second period. He's, all, he's good. Yeah, he's like the only player that I know that's in the NHL that's a high draft pick that's not on our team. Yeah. So I pay, I try to, oh, and then you've got Sonderbloom, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, so, I mean, that game goes into uh, overtime. But before we get into overtime, I gotta say, Bradstrom played out of his mind that game. So good. I was so happy for Bradstrom because he played so well throughout that game. There was like one or two times that he lost track of the puck where he's kind of sprawling, but besides that, he was fantastic. Yeah, the one where he ends up like way out of the crease, but. It shouldn't have ended up like that because <laughs> defense just didn't clear it. They just kind of stared at it for a second. But he played so well. Stopped 34 of 36. I was happy for him because I feel like a lot of the other times that he's been out, he's been kind of shaky and he hasn't gotten a full rhythm. He hasn't gotten any rhythm this year because of the goaltender situation we've had with Detroit. So Yeah, yeah he really down. can't get into a rhythm at all. But yeah. pests. I mean, he's had some bad games, but... Right before Ned came down, he was really starting to feel it and had a couple of rough games after that, but now he's really starting to bounce back. But unfortunately, in overtime, he sustains this crazy injury. Yeah, they still haven't released what it was. I saw a lower body injury, but they haven't said what. You can only assume groin. Uh, he goes down, both legs spread out to the side, and as he goes to move his left leg in to come back up, it's instantly when he goes down into pain. Oh. Um, so I can assume, only assume he pulled something there. Which I mean, groin pull is a really common injury in goalies, but it's also pretty severe. Um, I mean, he threw his gloves down. Yeah, he did. instantly. We thought he. I thought it was his hand. I thought yeah, it, like I thought, something got cut, or like at one point, like Bob was thinking on the broadcast that like the Cleveland player that was skating towards the net like got a shot at him, like tapped him somewhere, and he didn't like that feeling, but. No, the guy skated right past him. He didn't miss it. It just plain out looks like he stretched out weird and landed weird on it. And I have to recheck it because I initially I thought it was hand and like something like the puck had just the way he wore his glove. Maybe it, some skin had shown and he got hit with the hand, like hit with the puck really hard because he threw he threw that down so fast and then he was holding it and then I was like, what is going on? But then. Later on, when they said it was lower body injury, I'm like, okay, maybe because he what he did get helped off, which I thought yeah. was weird. I'm like, it can't be his hand if he's being helped off, right? But yeah, I think most players' instinct is like, like we all thought cut on the wrist or something crazy. Uh, most players' instinct is to skate the heck off the ice as fast as possible. They get cut like that, and he just went straight down in sheer pain. So yeah, not the way I want to see him doing somersaults. No, unfortunately, and it happened with 23 seconds left in overtime. Uh, so this put the Griffins in the worst, worst position. possible position. Yeah, going into shootout. So Ned has to come in ice cold. Twenty three seconds left in overtime. Doesn't face a single shot in those twenty three seconds either. Um, shootout starts. Griffins don't get a goal on either of their two shootout attempts. Cleveland closes both of them with uh, Fix Wolanski. Getting the first one and Chenikov getting the second one. Oh no! Um, nothing that you can fault Ned for there, and I think even the team agreed with it. You could tell the team just looked gutted by what happened with Bradstrom. I mean, even when Ned skated off the ice, you could just see a lot of like, "It's not your fault." Like, yeah, it is what it is. Like, I think everyone kind of assumed as soon as Ned skated in that cold that this game was over. 
Yeah. Like, we, I was afraid he was going to get sh- a shot put on him in overtime and it was going to be over there, like, first shot goal type situation. But throwing a goalie cold into a shootout, oof. I was praying that it would just, like, the shots would be off. <laughs> like, hit the post. Right. <laughs> I just missed the net. And <laughs> right. those, those two with the puck in their stick, they're, they're not going to miss. <laughs> uh, like, even when Chenikov scored, like, he, it was a very soft shot. Like, he, he did the exact opposite of what Fix Wolanski did, but he just did it so soft and just kind of skated away, shrugging his shoulders, like, oh, well, that worked. Because Ned didn't really know what to expect, and he was ice cold. So that's kind of a heartbreaker loss there. It was. It was a t- That's such a hard loss to take after we played so, like, we came back to the second period, we played so well, yeah. and the game was tight, it was close. We were doing the right things. Brasham played out of his mind. Yep. And to lose it in overtime. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we still got the point out of the game. Yeah, the point helps. At that point in the weekend, two games out of the three down, and you got three points. So, not the worst case scenario. Standout players for you for Saturday? From what you can remember? Of- <laughs> <laughs> from what I saw, because I was taking yeah. kids to bathrooms every once in a while. Uh Bradshaw, Bradshaw yeah. would have had my standout. The other one, Simon did have a really nice play where he was back in the defensive zone, uh, skating back towards it, deked the guy out, <laughs> the guy fell, and then Simon released the pass. Uh, so I just thought that was funny. That was a good, that was a funny play for uh, Simon. Yeah, but for sure. The I mean, the other thing too, like the complaint I have on that game is that we're too predictable with our passes. Like they've got their head up, they know exactly where they're, we're passing. We need some sort of like deception to be able to get these passes or shoot the puck. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that. I think the passing prediction comes from how much this team passes. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to look for a pass first and then take the shot, but they're yeah. looking at the pass and then they're passing and they're just getting red. And I think that creates a lot of turnovers on the two-on-one. It's a lot of turnovers in the neutral zone. I think that's why we're not getting that momentum. Yeah, I mean, if other teams watching game tape, they're like, oh, wow, they pass a lot. But yep. they've turned that around a lot lately, and they are shooting the puck more. So that's good. It's just, yeah, those passes sometimes be way too predictable. Um, yeah, they be. <laughs> they be like that. Um, Jesus. <laughs> so with that game, we had two more Toledo edition. No, we had one more Toledo no. edition in that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Warhead got called up for that game. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't there Friday. He was there Saturday. I thought two for a second. I was like, Barton. No, Barton's been back up for a hot minute now. Yeah, he's um, playing well, too. So, yeah, Warhead uh, wasn't noticeable for any mistakes. Didn't do anything crazy offensively, but played a really solid game. Yeah, my standout player, Les Perrantz, gets his 100th goal. But, again, just the grit he's yeah. brought to his game recently in this net front presence, especially on the power play, like that has changed the Griffins' power play over the last five to six games. Yeah, he's been so much more aggressive. He's making the line of sight for the goaltender that he's standing in front of extremely hard to see through, and that's exactly what you need to be doing in that in that position. And he's keeping the stick down and trying to clean up any loose puck that lands near him. And it's working. I mean, he's it, when he is right there, he's getting those rebounds. He's putting them back in. He's doing exactly what Chason's doing for the Wings right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he learned something from him while he was here. Yeah. No, it's good to see. But Saturday, complete heartbreaker. It's unfortunate. Then Sunday comes, and this is a quick turnaround for the boys. You got daylight savings time. Plus, you go going to Chicago after you just played 
two overtime games in a row. So. Oh, yeah. I, At least I, the first one was fast. The first one was very fast. <laughs> uh, I went into this game with very low expectations, unfortunately. Like. I usually do. In most games. <laughs> some I go in with higher than the others. I mean, after the night before, you lose a heartbreaker like that. You lose Bradstrom. Yeah. So Lethman gets the call up from Toledo again. Whoop, whoop. He races out of Indy to get to Chicago after just winning in Indy the night before. Like, he's yeah, like, hold on. That's my take. Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Spoiler about the Toledo position there. No, Lethman gets another shot in Grand Rapids, which is great. It's just so good to have such good goalie depth at this level. Like, yes, it sucks to lose Bradstrom, but... I'm confident there's another good goaltender on the bench with Ned. Like, this is yeah. good. Now, we just need to get him back to Toledo before they hit the playoffs. We just need to get him back to Toledo <laughs> in one piece. Yes. But yeah, they go in, the Griff's going to Chicago, and they came out playing hard. It was a lot of back and forth between both teams. I didn't get a chance to watch this game at all because no, I was I know. a zombie. So. I know. There was a lot of back and forth between both teams in the first period here. How so? Just a lot of, not a lot of shots, but it was a lot of, a lot of very good defensive play on both sides. A little bit of aggression, uh, as there usually is playing against Chicago. The Griffins and them usually have pretty rough and tough games. Yeah. Uh, both goalies played really well. Ned, obviously, starting in this one, uh, played really well in the first period. Uh, Taro was able to sneak one pass, though, um, assisted by Luff. Shockers. Crazy. Uh, get the Griffins up. Uh, 15 minutes into the first, and then nothing else really happened in the first after that. And then the second period is where things get a little more fun. This is usually where the wheels come off. It's usually where the wheels come off, and they did not. Uh, O'Regan gets a goal on the power play, assisted by Hiroshi and Luff. Yeah, oh. I've been saying a lot of the same names a lot of this episode, huh? So you can assume that they're staying. They're going to... I pray that they're going to keep this lineup together. <laughs> yeah, that line right there especially has been playing really well. That was that was a fun one. We were we were it was the only power play goal of the game. It's not like the Cleveland games where there's multiple. Griffins went one for six on the power play in this game. Ouch. Eh. Not great. Getting one. That's all that matters, right? We got one. Yeah. It's a start. We're not seeing a ton of power play opportunities and not getting any. Uh, Chicago only had three opportunities. Griffins were very well disciplined in this one. And one of the calls was in the second period on Lespie and it was a stupid call. The other guy gets called for hooking. Or no, sorry, he got called for holding. And Les Perez got called for embellishment. <laughs> so I don't know how the other guy gets called, and Lesby still gets called for embellishment when he was held and dragged down and he fell down. But, hey, officiating. <laughs> I feel like Lesby just wants some alone time every game because he's in that box quite a bit. He has been in the box quite a bit. <laughs> twice in this game, too. Um, it was two of, our, what, two of our three power play opportunities for them. Well, I guess the embellishment one, they didn't get a power play on. It was just an offsetting four-on-four. Four. But, yeah. And then... Uh, HL refs, you know. Yeah. About a minute <laughs> after we got that goal in the second period, Chicago scores. Uh, Ryan Dezingle gets his first goal as a Chicago Wolf. I think he's been bouncing around. Or first goal of the season in the AHL. I think he's been bouncing around quite a bit. I haven't paid much attention. But that name sounds so familiar to me for some reason. Really? Yeah. I got nothing. All right, cool. That's good. Um, then start of the third period. Griffins come out quick. Shine. Gets a goal. Uh, the Griff- no, the Griffins came out in this one. <laughs> came out in this one hot. Uh, put up 16. Or not, sorry. They put up seven shots in goal. Chicago put up 16, though. Jeez. But the Griffins played again. Very defensively sound. 
very, the shoot, the, they had 16 shots, but they weren't high scoring chances. Um, I mean, Ned did see quite a few good scoring chances on him, but again, defensively making smart plays, and he played very well in the third. But Shine gets that goal 18 minutes in, assisted by Alex Nedeljkovic because it was an empty netter. Oh yeah. <laughs> was, okay, so yeah, I did have it out at that point because I was, uh, you were like, I'm leaving, I'm coming over your house, take over, you need to watch. I'm like. Trying to get it logged in. <laughs> yeah, I was about to be so mad, too, if I'm listening to the broadcast in the car and I miss a goalie goal. Like, Bob was even like, this would be my first one call in my pro hockey uh, play-calling career. I'm like, if I miss that, I'm going to be so mad. So there's part of me that's kind of glad Ned missed, but also at the same time, God, I want him to get one so bad. No. I just love that he keeps taking the shots. He has it's so to. Great. And he was, he's been practicing them. I've watched him. Oh, yeah. He's today. practicing them more and more. <laughs> he's going to get one for the end of the year. I'm confident in that. That's probably his goal by the end of the year is to get one goal while he's in Grand Rapids. Yeah, he. Right. It was it was a good shot too. Uh, it was where he was at. He was he wasn't off by much. But Shine made sure to clean it up and get it in the net uh, after that. His twelfth of the season. Uh, Griffin's end up winning this one three to one. Ned's one hundredth AHL win. Ooh. So good for Ned. Congrats to him. But yeah, just a really well played game by the Griffins. Um, especially going into Chicago, that's not an easy place to play where there's twelve thousand people in attendance. Holy crap! Was it really? Yeah, that's a lot. There's a lot. Their arena's pretty big. Twelve thousand. We only said eight. Eight, nine? We we hold ten, but that we had eight on Saturday. We usually have about eight. eight eight's a good average for the Griffins. Um, if if so, it's like Star Wars, I think it was like nine. Yeah. Which is a lot. If it's playoffs, it's usually sell out. <laughs> I haven't been to one. <laughs> um, no, I mean, they... they Home that, opener. That would probably be the closest game that I've been to that. Yeah. It, it gets that packed. I don't miss those. Nope. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to see them go to Chicago and play a game like this. It made me happy. I literally wrote down Sunday versus Cleveland in my notes. <laughs> so I was still on Cleveland. <laughs> it's, it starts with a C. You got close. that far. That was close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, standout players in this game. I mean, the whole team played outstanding, really. There really wasn't anything crazy. Besides Sabrango absolutely annihilating his man along the boards there. That I love clipping any of those big hits, so keep them, <laughs> keep them coming. Because uh, they're always fun to rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. Kim, Kim appreciated it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah was, Donovan's mom appreciated that one. It's always it's always good to see uh, uh, Kim throwing those clips out there. After yeah. Throw them out there. It's fun. <laughs> um, the do guy it. he crushed was uh, Susie on their team. And I, I Gotta keep your head up, kid. Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes! But yeah, Donovan annihilated him. But that was my favorite part of the whole game, besides Ned <laughs> shooting it. <laughs> yeah, Ned shooting it was good too. Um, I mean, standout player got to be Hirose. He's just continuing to play very good hockey. Uh, I mean, he got his 14th goal of the season here. I don't know how many assists this guy is up to at this point. I know he still leads the team in points. Yeah, he's he's just playing. He's sneaky good. He is. I can actually tell you here now because I pulled it up while I was thinking about it. He's got 49 points in the year. He's got 35 assists, 14 goals. He's not leading the team in goals. Lesby's got that lead, but... <laughs> yeah, it's he played an outstanding game. He's been playing a lot of outstanding games, so good for him. Anything else you want to add for Sunday's game? No, keep the wins coming, please. They got a few days off until they play Thursday, so... That's always good to see. They don't have to travel too far, just going down to Cleveland again. So, 
I'll take that. And then they got a Friday off, and then they're playing Saturday in Milwaukee. Then Sunday against Milwaukee in Grand Rapids. It's the dog game. The dog game. Yeah, it's definitely not at noon. No, it's at 5. It's at 5. I kind of wish it was at noon, because then I could go downtown, I could have some brunch. Do you want them to turn around and play in Milwaukee that evening and come back and play at noon? Well, yeah, for my convenience, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, it must be nice. <laughs> that way, then we go to the game at noon, and we get out at like 4 o'clock, and we have the rest of the afternoon to do whatever we want. It's the weekend of St. Patrick's Day. No one in Grand Rapids is getting up to do something like that around noon. I know. I know. And I, you know what it's I realized? It's the day after Irish Anonia. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's stick with five. <laughs> I was thinking about it because I thought Irish was... Somebody had mentioned that Irish was this weekend as in the past weekend. And I was like, there's no way they do a hockey game and Irish at Ionia the same day. Like, Grand Rapids is smarter than that. I wonder if that's ever happened. I don't think it has. Since I've been here. Because I usually go to the well, St. Yeah, Patrick's Day. you've been here, but I'm wondering if that's happened at all. Yeah, I bet the chances are low. Because I feel like I control? specifically remember going to a game. No, this has happened. Oh, you I remember did. going to a game when they were they were playing that night. It was on St. Patrick's Day weekend. Holy Because I re- kind of remember going out <laughs> afterwards. Um, but I remember, because I, I parked across the street, looked down in the parking from the parking garage over towards Irish and Union. was just like, oh my god. Yeah, there's no way they do it going forward. Like they gotta be. Smart. No, I'm pretty sure they only. Maybe they've only done that once, and they'll hopefully never do that again. But yeah, at the same they, time, if the AHL schedule lines up with it. It's a Saturday. I mean, the chances are high. I we're still playing that Saturday. We're just not here. Yeah, we're not here, which is smart for GR. For maybe the basketball team's playing. Who knows? I hope not. <laughs> I hope. Not. I mean, maybe yeah, people no, will stumble in to watch the drive. Not even the drive anymore. The nuggets, the gold, the gold. Oh, yeah, we're not we're not a basketball podcast. Clearly, March madness. Oh, it uh, is now. That's March. Yeah. <laughs> See how much I paid attention. Yeah, nothing else to add for Sunday's game. Looking forward to these couple games this week. Uh, definitely hoping to be able to tune into the Cleveland one Thursday. Since I've got training, I'll be out a little earlier so I can hopefully enjoy that one. And we could use both our accounts. <laughs> No, we use your account for that one. You're the away guy. I got the home package. We're good. Um, but yeah, do you think playoffs are a possibility for this team still? So that's the weird part. After so we've been talking about them chasing Iowa, chasing Iowa, chasing Iowa. Well, Iowa's been winning again. Good for them, I guess. Whatever. Uh, Manitoba didn't do us any favors this weekend and beat them. So Iowa actually moved up a spot in the standings. Rockford moved down after losing to us. Thank goodness. And they lost to the Wolves the next night. Oh. The Wolves are still ahead of us, unfortunately. But we're only eight points out, uh, out of the final spot that Rockford's in. So we do need the Wolves to do a little worse here, which um, they had that goalie get called up to Carolina. And yeah. I think he's there for the rest of the season. So that hurts them. And then Drury, another player of theirs who's very good, uh, is usually a thorn in the Griffin side, got called up yesterday. Oh, so look at you with these call-ups on the other teams. Look at you go. The Wolf stuff keeps popping up in my feed now, too. I don't really know why. They have a good social media team, too. I'll give them credit. Um, but those two call-ups right there, those are big. That's a, Those are big pieces. But, again, we've got big call-ups in the Griffins now, too, with Zarnick getting called up to Detroit. And then as of, was that today? No, it was yesterday. Yesterday, Matt Luff got Matt called Luff up. gets called up. We don't really know why. Even the answers given today didn't really tell us why. It's kind of precautionary with a couple of players. 
But looking at the lineup on the ice as the Wings game's on in front of us here, I don't see much changes. Is Luff even playing tonight? They, when I saw the Lodes interview, he said there was three players that are, like, questionable. Fabry's the only one I know of for sure. Yeah, not all three are going to play. Like, he goes, all three could play, not all three could play. We're just, well, no, after warm-ups. Someone said Larkin was questionable, too. Yeah, but, after his hit. Or yeah, whatever happened that day, that, that game, but, um. I'm just double-checking myself here. See, Luff's not even playing tonight, so everyone else must be doing fine. I'm assuming that might be just a quick turnaround call-up. Just in case. Which, cool, get him back by Thursday, please. I mean, what, they're in Nashville, they can drop him off on the way back to Detroit? Yeah. In Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. Definitely needed. Because he's, I mean, he's been playing so well. He's such a key offensive piece, and especially if Elmer's still out, we need him. Yeah, he's been out. He's been out. He played Friday, but he's back out, so. So, on to Toledo. We borrowed some other players. We borrowed some other players. Didn't matter. Did not matter <laughs> to them. They, so walk me through it. What do we got? They just keep the train rolling. Before I go into that, I was looking on their team shop because I was looking at jerseys. And I was looking at their t-shirts. And they have one that says, Holy Toledo. <laughs> I almost sent it to you. Oh, I, I gotta it. order it. It's <laughs> like, that's so funny. Maybe that's what um, I'll get when I'm actually there. because yeah, we I didn't know that. I don't need to buy a jersey there anymore. <laughs> we got the that covered. I, I'm i excited for that game. I'm excited to feel like feel the energy and the excitement in that game. March 26th, we'll be there. March 26th. Uh, Toledo, Toledo, Toledo. 16-game win streak. How'd they get there? goalies yeah no it's the whole team we can't just give the boys that much credit can we 66 goals scored 15 against oh my god last loss was in a shootout to cincy and cincy's been good this year they've been really good they're clinched as well yeah they've had our number uh because the last loss before that i think was cincy as well so oh boy yeah uh, that's scary i don't I have to double-check the schedule, but I don't think they play them again. So, uh, COSA this week, or for February 27th through March 5th, was goaltender of the week. Nice. So, so during his time, he went 2-0, one shutout, .500 goals against, .982 save percentage. I mean, it's no wonder that it's so hard to get tickets to these games, because the team is so dang good. I wish it was like this for the Griffins. Like, I literally just, while you were talking about COSA, opened the app because I was wondering if they did play Cleveland again for the end of the season. And the first thing you open up is there. Cincy. Cincy. <laughs> There's, okay, that's not fair. Cleveland, that's, Chicago. <laughs> Cleveland, Chicago, Cincy, tomato, tomato, you know. God dang. I don't think the people of Cleveland or Cincy are going to be happy about that, but. We'll leave it at it because it's too good. Um, but I open up the walleye page here, and the first thing you see is upcoming games in the tickets. March 24th, less than 500 tickets left. March 25th, less than 200 tickets left. March 26th, less than 500 tickets left. And those are standing room. Those are all standing room, and this is an 8,000-person arena. Yeah. In the East Coast Hockey League. What? (laughs) What? Because I told you two weeks ago I was going to try to go to Toledo, and there were two seats available next to each other. There were standing room only, and I was like, I'm not going to drive three hours one way to stand to watch a hockey game. Like, I'm not going to do it. Especially with my dad. Like, we needed to get seats. Right. So I'm very lucky we jumped down and got tickets when we did. Since there's five of us total going, I'm sure it would have been pretty difficult. Yeah. But I'm excited for that game though. 
this team is so exciting, and clearly their fans are excited too. My gosh. Back to Cosa. 20 wins, tied for third in the league. 2.5 goals against seventh in the league. So, I mean, he's he's just pulling up. And he's tied for shutouts with... Letheman? Johnny Letheman. God, that goalie tandem, man. It's great. Three shutouts for Cosa, three for Letheman during the 68-game win streak. So, they, I mean, they're, they're alternating, which is good. Uh... So we'll start with Wednesday, March 8th. That was a kid's game against Wheeling. Uh, I was actually able to listen to this game because it was at 1045 in the morning. That's too early. Yeah, it, I, <laughs> yeah. Wheeling didn't wake up either. Uh, <laughs> but you know who was awake and ready? Uh, Mr. Keenan. He got a hat trick in this game. Sure the kids enjoyed that. Yeah, this was his second hat trick for his career. Um, Hawkins added another one, so he broke up the natural. But... Uh, it's not bad, not bad at all. Shots, Toledo had 22, 7 in the first, 9 in the second, and then 6. Uh, Wheeling had uh, 26 shots total, so we got outshot that game. Uh, they started off with 15 in the first compared to our 7, 5 in the second, and then 6 in the third. So uh, Lethemann was a net for that game, gave up 1 in 15 minutes in the first, but the, uh, he also got an assist on, on Keenan's last goal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So goalie assist? Goalie assist for this week. <laughs> I, I don't know if he tried to shoot it to get it or if he just tried to get it out to Keenan to get him his hat trick. I, I, I wasn't sure because I wasn't listening to it. I wasn't able to watch it. A quiet game, two penalties for each team. Nothing crazy. Three three starters was Keenan. Obviously, he had, he had the hat trick. Hawkins and then a wheeling player had the third star. And uh, Keenan started it off in like 13 seconds into the game. Like he didn't, he didn't waste any time. He got us, he got us going pretty fast. The pluses: Keenan had plus three, Warren had plus three, Kirill had plus two. So and we've been borrowing Warren and Kirill, so they, they, I mean, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. We go to Friday against the K Wings. I almost went to this game because Kalamazoo's not far from us. No, it's really not. I know we keep talking about making that trip. That's when we talked about making that trip, too, originally when we were talking about going to see Toledo, but we had to go to the Purple game. So Yeah, they have a game, I think, Saturday that I'm looking at going to as well, possibly. I know you, you have to work, I think. Yes, right? I do. So uh, I might go to that game. We'll see. That'd be cool, though. Uh, Ward, 13 seconds in, Ward got the goal, uh, assisted by Curdy. And six minutes in, Sam Craig's got the goal, another goal. So we're up to no goals on the second, third period. We had uh, Farrell had an empty net, so it looks as if Kalamazoo was trying to pull the goalie to get you know get things uh, going, and they were down a goal. Uh, they, <laughs> they finally got a goal like forty five seconds later, and then Hawkins finished it off with a goal. Ward got the assist, and then they had John Albert on that line because we had Carrill. Oh, that makes sense. So. Uh, shots, Toledo had 24, Wings had 37 total, and we had Kosa net for that game. Uh, only two penalties in that game. Okay. Both were against Hawkins. Both were for high sticking. <laughs> hey, you know, when you gotta wind up with a slap shot like that, you might catch some people in the face sometimes, right? Yeah. I mean, he's allowed to take that many penalties because yeah. he scores so many dang goals. Yeah. I mean, we killed both penalties, so it was good. Uh... Yeah, three starts for that game. Kosa, Warren, Craggs. Nice. Meyer plus three, Warren plus three, Hawkins plus three. That's cool. That brings us to Saturday. Okay. Indy. So Toledo score first uh, eight minutes in. Nardi with an assist by Craggs. Second period, 
Four minutes and 58 seconds in. Indy gets a goal on the power play. Ooh. Gordy Meyer was the penalty. Okay. That's probably why we let him try out for Milwaukee. Mm. <laughs> Gordy Meyer was the penalty or Gordy Green? No, Gordy Meyer. Oh, Gordy Green's the one in uh, Milwaukee. There, how many teams can? How many times can you have two Gordys on the same team? Ask how. <laughs> At least two. Yeah. Uh, third period. Five, this is where it gets weird. So okay. Toledo. Simon Dennis got a goal, so he's kind of on a hot streak. He was assisted by Hawkins and Olnick, two t- names that I haven't really heard a whole lot from. So Hawkins? No. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is this Hawkins guy? Yeah, we know him. Yeah, we know him. Uh, but yeah, Olnick and Dennis I haven't heard much from, so I don't know if they're just moving players around because we've borrowed them from Grand Rapids. Well, this is Saturday's game. Well, that's the day we called up uh, Warhead, so it's very possible. And TJ Hensky has not played yet. So we did sign him, uh, Toledo legend, last yeah. week. I don't think we talked about him last week. No. So, yeah, TJ Hensky's coming back. He hasn't played yet. Probably just try to get conditioning in, and then he'll be good to go. And that that's going to bring an interesting dynamic to this team. I think too. it's going to be good for the team. The team loves him. The crowd loves him. Yeah, so it should be good. Uh, that game, we got outshot. Indy had 29, we had 25, and Lethaman was in that for that one. So we played a very good game, clearly. Yeah. Uh, three stars, Letham Dennis, and then the Indy guy. So games that are coming up for this week, we've got Friday, March 17th, against Indy at Indy. Nice. And then Saturday, March 18th, we have to get to Kalamazoo. Nice. And that's the one you might go down to? Yeah, I might go down there because it's not that far. It's at 7. I could possibly make it from work to Kalamazoo, get in the game be able to like at least relax a little bit before the game yeah and figure out where the barn is at and whatnot and get adjusted to surroundings but uh yeah that way you can at least see toledo play uh you know before our before we get out there i'd be so jealous toledo i mean they they clinched that's yeah. the other thing they clinched the playoffs so they're in uh we're still we're, we're still chasing the division and i don't think we're gonna get the conference like we're not gonna win the conference uh, no probably not I mean, idaho is so far ahead of us freaking wild uh, no, I don't think they're the Wild. I think that's Iowa. No, that, that's the <laughs> AHL Iowa. <laughs> uh, but that's it for Toledo. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting now that Lethemans up. How long for Bratcham? Who knows? But Costa's going to get the workload here. It's going to be really interesting to see how he handles this. Yeah, I mean, this is for the pressure. Good. This is exactly the environment we want a very young goaltending prospect in. Yeah, we need to figure out how to get that Costa bobblehead, too, by the way. Oh, my gosh. You saw that? <laughs> I did see it. <laughs> Dude. Only, what, a thousand of them in Edmonton with the Oil Kings? But yeah. that bobblehead with him holding their championship trophy above <laughs> his head? I'm like, I need that in the collection. That's going to get That's a so must-have. That's going to go for so much money online. That's gonna. That was our campers. Oh, yeah. So, nothing else for Toledo, though? Nothing for Toledo. It's hard to talk anything else negative or whatnot with them when they keep winning like this. So good yeah. job, boys. Keep it going. They got a good six days off now, so they can relax. They've earned it. Get ready. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they. I believe they. They've played more games than everybody else too. Still, so. that makes sense. Hey, give them a little rest up at the end of the season here. You know, get ready healthy. for the playoffs. Get their people back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, I like it. Good for them. Very excited to go see them in person. This team's awesome. Ready for my jersey to show up too? Yeah, I'm excited to go. I'm just gonna go down there and buy one. I'm hoping we see the dead fish, the the dead fish one. That's the one I want. That thing is so sick. 
That's that's what I'm calling out. So. Yep. Flint, Firebirds. What are they up to? Seven. So they've won seven games in a row. Oh. Yeah. There we go. They've clinched the playoffs as well. Nice. So we've got two out of four teams now in the playoffs. Oh, at least clinched. Uh, played Wednesday against Erie. Won 4-1. Lombardi, five for nine on face-offs. No goals, no assists, no shots. Pretty quiet game for me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very odd. He's allowed. <laughs> He's probably just bored. Uh, <laughs> they played Saturday, March 11th, 7-4. They played Erie again. Uh, Lombardi actually had a big game that one. Uh, so they went 7-4. He had an assist on the third goal. Grabbed his 42nd goal of the year after that. Finished with one goal, one assist, plus three. Two shots, eight for 13 in the faceoff circle. His goal was sick, though. So he actually, it was a two-on-one. Uh, or sorry, two-on-two. And he beat his defenseman. And they passed it over to him. He stops kind of in front of the goalie, <laughs> dekes the goalie out, and puts it behind him. Nice. <laughs> it was sick. That was that was it for him on that game. Uh, they played Sunday against Oshawa. They won again, 5-1. to one. Lombardi was the second star, had two assists, plus one, two shots on that. Four for eight in the face-off circle. Seven-game win streak. Um, Erie's not great. No. They're last in the division, so the, these were games that like they should have won. So they kept it there. Oshawa sitting eighth out of tenth. Like they're in a playoff position. But That's who they beat seven to four, right? That's what I'm tracking. Uh won five to one against Oshawa. Who did they beat seven to four? Erie. Oof. They're last in the division. So yeah. Uh Flint sitting fifth in the West with sixty nine points. Nice. <laughs> uh thirty two wins, twenty six losses, four overtime losses, and one shootout loss. They have a chance to move up in the standings. Right now, Saginaw's right above them with 72. And then uh, Owen Sound is right behind them with 65, tied with Guelph. And then Kitchener has 64. So it's super tight down below. And if the play if the playoffs started today, we play Saginaw. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, that, I'll have to come to a game with you. Yeah, we'd go to Saginaw. I mean, we'd probably go to both. Saginaw and Flint. They're both not that far. No, no, no. But I haven't been back in the Saginaw barn yet this year, so or in a long time. So that'd be cool to go to. Uh, they have five games left. Three at home, two away. They play three this week. So they play Owen Sound on Wednesday, Hamilton Friday, and London Knights on the 18th of on Saturday. So all three big teams. Yeah, they, all three teams are really good. So it's going to be... Yeah, the playoff seedings will be... <laughs> I'm sure they'll be finalized by the end of this week. So, that makes sense. Uh, big weeks for their playoffs start soon. Then, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only five games left, so uh, I don't remember if there's buys or not. I don't remember. So, like, I'm really pumped that they clinched for them, but the selfish Griffins fan in me is <laughs> so mad they get to keep Lombardi a little longer. Yeah, because there's no way he wouldn't be like sent up here. No, not at all. And then that. So also. One, I'm trying to get a Lombardi jersey before he gets up here. Better move quick. Yeah. Two, uh, Rogel is still advanced in the playoffs, which they didn't think they would advance. No, but I didn't anticipate seeing those those boys here. I was. I was no, hoping Wilder and Casper would go over. <laughs> it's a lo- I know there's a lot that goes into bringing out-of-country prospects into the States, get them settled and everything. So... 
What do you mean? Like, they've got to have visas by now. Well, I'm sure they do, but then you know, find a place to live. and all, like, the team. I'm sure the team's already got that lined up. Never yeah, they've got team hotels probably... or team apartments, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Crazy. Well, good for Flint. I want Lombardi, though. So Yeah, we all do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's, that's it for them. That's it for Firebirds till next week. It'll, it'll be a better, clearer picture of what to... Be. I hope... I hope there's not a buy for the first like two teams because then it does match Saginaw versus Flint, and that will be that will be a good series to go to. That would be fun. I that's I'm I'm praying that that's what happens. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, like good recap of a lot of good hockey that's been played over the last few days here. Can, um, can you imagine? You know, seven game win streak, sixteen game win streak. Yeah, we're talking about it. What do you mean? Can I imagine? Oh, you mean here? No, I can't. Not currently, unfortunately. But I could see some wins strung together here by the Griffins to close out this season. And who knows? I mean, eight points is not a lot, but you also need a lot of other stuff to fall your way to. Yeah. But who knows? So I got two topics to close out with for oh, you. Oh, boy. Are these going to be curveballs like last week? No, well, <laughs> no, no, no. Am I going to be prepared? Yes, because one you wanted to talk about. Oh. So one's the jersey auctions. Oh, yeah. And then one, I was just going to kind of review the standings real quick. Which one do you want first? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up a player. No, I'm not going to go. I won't. I was like deer in headlights. <laughs> That's where I like to keep you. Uh, what do you want first? Want to talk just a we'll, quick review? or We'll, we'll talk jerseys. We'll talk jerseys. Talk jerseys first? Yeah. All right. Because we're looking at mine hanging up on the wall right it's now. Staring at it all episode long. They do look really good up there. They do. I am He's, now... Like, next year, I'm going to have to come with my A-game. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't have space for more frames, dude. I'm gonna, I have space You might need a whole other room. Yeah, I'm going to have to put them in the other room, which is fine. Uh, oh, they look good in here. I've been considering this this week, as every time I'm sad, I buy a jersey, so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether to, like, feel bad or give you a hug. Like, are you okay, bud? A lot of these are recent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm crying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of laughter or sadness? <laughs> Both. Yeah, I mean, this This was brought up on Twitter. Is like, I, I mean, I tweeted it out the other day, and people were like, are you running out of money or are you running out of room? And I'm like, uh, more on the room than anything. Yeah, right? I'm going to have to just put them in other rooms in the house because to, to hang them. But, yeah. Well, it's a shocker with these auctions. You're not running out of money because what the heck, dude? Yeah, next year is... Uh, one I love, I love the jersey auctions. I love the promotional jerseys. I, it's crazy to spend that much money on them, and I like put a limit, and I don't think my limit's that cr- that crazy. No, but seeing some of these go for a thousand, twelve hundred, or uh, more, or more, like to me, like it's crazy because you could literally turn around and buy like five. NHL jerseys for that. I literally was so frustrated losing so many of the purple auction ones back to back. I literally went online, ordered a St. Patrick's Day Red Wings jersey and a Toledo Walleye jersey, and still spent less than half of what most people spent that night. Yeah, I was sick. <laughs> I when you told when so when you brought mine over, I was sick to know like how much I spent on mine compared to what the other two that I wanted went the for. The in person ones. Yeah, the Riley Sawchuck one I really wanted, and I, I bid, I I bid on this blank one. The Riley Sawchuck one would be cool. And then the Kirill one was the other one that yeah, I was going to go after. Those were both after the game, but you and, weren't there. And they went cheaper than what I bought a blank one for. Yeah, which you really wanted to frame it for the front of it, though. Yeah, I and did. the front looks sick in the frame, but 
yeah, these prices, man, like this is, I don't understand. The only thing I understood about this one is that it's tax time. But when yeah. I look at the last auction, like the Hispanic Heritage Night one, like what? Yeah, Simon's went for twelve hundred, and that was before like you even started. Yeah, like it's just, and I know not a whole lot of people know about these auctions. I mean, whoever's at the game or whoever might be a fan that's not there or whatever. I mean, the fact that it can be done all online, I think, is what's really increasing the prices. Which, again. It all goes to a good cause every single time. It's all donated. This isn't team profit. So, like, good for the causes and everything like that. But Oh, yeah. Holy crap, man. Like, this stuff, I need a second job just for jerseys if I want a shot at one at this point. <laughs> and I have a good job. Like <laughs> Maybe we need to start a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, right. Just for jersey auctions, please subscribe. Please donate. Uh, we'll, we'll click the donate button on Twitter or something. Um, okay, there you go. The... Um, I mean, as a jet, as a as a casual fan, even I've been in GR for six years, and I didn't know that these were even a thing. And like, I went to games. I went to like probably four or five a year, but I had no idea that there were jersey auctions. I had no idea like this stuff until this year. Yeah. So I blame you. <laughs> I mean, this is the first year I've ever bought one in an auction, in the jersey auction. I've always looked at them and kind of seen what was going to happen. I mean, I remember back in the day, it was all, the whole team was in person. So, like, it was just a giant in-person auction. The prices did not go for that much. I mean, I remember seeing star player jerseys go for two fifty, three hundred. Like, ugh. Could you imagine? Could you ugh. imagine getting an Edmondson game-worn for two fifty, three hundred right now? Yeah, Impossible. That'd be crazy. That's why I kicked myself for not getting that Bergeron one. Even Verona, uh, who's been traded, did not play. Jersey could not be signed. Went for like seven hundred. Yeah, like average was like seven to eight hundred dollars. Was like the lowest ones that those I saw. are the ones that throw me off the most. Like, why? Why? Why is it going for that much? Like the blank one, the cheapest one I saw was a blank one for four twenty five, and that was a group one. It's so like that person was stoked. I, I yeah, they had the deal of the night. Oh yeah, because I sp- well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I wish we would do more of them, though. Yes, that's what I, was I wish there was more. Granted, yes, I'm sitting here complaining, like, oh, these auction prices are so high. But if there was more, they'd be less. Maybe. I. And if there, there's more auctions and they're still going for this price, then I have a lot of questions for what people around here do for a living. Yeah, because if you're hiring, Brand is looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, I, I want more. My wall seems empty now, though, because I don't have the Grateful Dead one, and I don't have the Hispanic American. Like, I don't have those ones. So now you're I... You're not... Okay, <laughs> next year, you're not buying one from every single auction. That's not the goal you're setting. That's not... Like, as your non-financial advisor, don't. <laughs> you got to uh, buy ones that you actually, like, truly, truly like. And that's where I really had to step back, like... You know me. I again, the purple one's cool, but it's not my favorite jersey. This isn't one that I would wear all the time, or love to stare at every day. Like my favorite one of the year is the one I got, the like, red kettle one. The red kettle one. I do love the red kettle. It's we, such a sick design. It's so simple, but it it's so great. And the other ones I look at, I'm like, I wasn't the Hispanic heritage one. I was like, it's really cool for the for the purpose of it, but it's not one that I would wear. And the Grateful Dead one, I'm not a Grateful Dead fan. Yeah, I, the jersey sure. looks really cool, again. It does look cool. The, the tie-dye design on it was sick. 
And the colors were great, but again, not one I would. Yeah, I probably wouldn't buy that one. But the Hispanic American, like the Hispanic Heritage one, I would have probably bought if Is, there was one cheap enough. I'm not a big yellow fan, so. I I like the purple one. I like the logo on it, so that's why I was like, all right, hopefully I can get it. And then I love the Red Kettle one. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah. My only gripe of the Red Kettle one is the Salvation Army logo. is so gigantic, the patch for it. Because yeah, I'm like, like, as I'm staring at your purple one now, the Amway logo is so tiny. <laughs> yeah. I I wish they do more. I like it. I like the promotional nights. It. I wish the NHL would do them, really. I mean, could you imagine those going... No, I don't want to. Because I remember stalking Bertuzzi's purple jersey from this year. And I think it ended up closing at like 2300 Like a cider one would go for easily three grand. Yeah, like come on. Granted, the purple jersey auction the Wings did had this, their their stick from the warm-ups included too. So that was pretty cool. But So Griffin, if you're listening, <laughs> include the sticks too. Hey, yeah, that's a good idea there. <laughs> or a puck. I mean, if they're going for over 800 to 1000 even like, uh, never mind. just throw it at a stick or a, a puck or a picture. Uh, Flint was doing pictures when theirs were going. And boys, sign both sides. And those were crazy, too, because I'm like, these kids, some of these kids aren't drafted, and they're going for $1,000. They're 16-year-old kids. The Flint ones? Yeah. Holy I didn't stick around for the whole auction. It was hard to understand. Like, they were, they did a real auctioneer. I, I rather when Zane does it because you can understand, you know what you're bidding for, yeah. you know what you're bidding about. The other guy was an auctioneer, they had paddles. Yeah, it was a little bit more official, but I, nobody could understand what was being said. So that was my gripe. But you like, pointed out one of the one of the ones you got. The dude signed both sides. Well, that one was a that one was an online one. Okay, but still, again, yeah, he signed, signed both, both sides. sides of the jersey because if someone's going to frame it, yeah, you could put it on either side. Yeah, and I appreciate that from Duart. That he was, was sweet. Uh, General's a legend. So yeah, so sign both sides. Sign both sides and do more of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the here's the laundry list we got for you here. Um, no, it's they're sweet jerseys. I I do want more of them, um, but I also want to be able to afford them. <laughs> it's crazy. I wish you could buy the old, like even the older ones. Like I saw that Harry Potter one. And I thought that was sick. so. That's the thing. Like. I was on the Walleye website when I was looking at jerseys, and they had their superhero night when they did Wonder Woman jerseys, and they did a Scooby-Doo night. Yeah, those are sold out, though. Right, but they offered them at some point in time. Fair. They offered them blank on their website. Who knows how many or whatever. Yeah. Do they were 130 bucks. Do 100 of them. Blank ones. Perfect. People will buy this, and you're still benefiting the charities or the, the donations. Exactly. I mean, if you can do, I mean, you can go one step further in that even. Like, I remember back in the day, the zone, the fan shop at Van Andel, you would be able to go in there with a jersey and be like, I want this name and number put on it. They do it. Do they still do it now? No. Ah, shoot. I know. So, like. I just want to put Beard or GR Hockey Guy on the back of one of them. Yeah, you do need that on one of yours. I think that would be cool. But, like, the ability to buy those blank jerseys and throw a name on there? Yeah. 250. What's it hurting? 250 bucks. I'd pay that. In a heartbeat. To have you it had embroidered? That... Or is the jersey all of it? What's that? To have it just embroidered? No, like the total package. Like, oh, okay. what, what do we pay from Vintage Detroit for those St. Patrick's Day jerseys? About, I don't those... want to talk about that. <laughs> Shout out Vintage Detroit, though. Yeah, they, they, they did a really good job, and uh, somebody else on Twitter just got two jerseys from them, too. And yeah, they, they, no, they do fast. incredible work. You can. Yeah. It's not like you go to the NHL shop and pick from a list of names. 
You can put whatever name, whatever number. It's not crazy expensive, and the quality and turnaround. The turnaround time is what blew my mind. Yeah. I ordered a cider one, which I'm sure is a pretty common one that they make nowadays. You don't have it yet? I ordered it Saturday, so it ain't working. And mail's not going Sunday. It shipped. It was done and shipped Monday. I will have it. You'll have it tomorrow. Wednesday. Yeah. That's insane turnaround for a custom jersey. Like, love it. That company, awesome. We'll order more from them in the future. Oh, me too. I, I was... Because your turnaround for Barricans was... Two days. Yeah. Yeah. And they... I left a review today, so I got like 10% off or something like that. Oh, heck, so you're going to order Just, another jersey? <laughs> I'm going to look and see what they have. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, Big jersey guys here. Yeah, we love... I love jerseys. So... That's what I got. Cool. Then the last thing, let's just quick recap of the AHL, like the standings. The lat- we, we, we talked a little bit about Central, what it's looking like, right? So the Griffins' path to the playoffs here, we'll call this. Eight points out from Rockford. So Rockford sitting at a cool 63 points, us at 55, tied with Chicago. So Thursday's game's important. I don't know when the Wolves play next. I'm not going to try to figure that out. And then Manitoba with 69 points currently. Nice. And the Milwaukee and Texas uh, rolling the top two spots here. Top of the north is still Toronto at 83 points. <laughs> They're 40 and 16 on the season. Jeez, Toronto's good. Providence, top of the Atlantic. Wait, is Toronto going to go out in the first round? 100%. <laughs> Rip. Um, <laughs> Providence at the top of the Atlantic. You know, Boston's affiliate. 34 wins, 14 losses. Dang. Boston knows what they're doing right now. So you're you're saying like the NHL teams that are doing well also have AHL teams that are doing well. Yeah, it's weird um, right now because that's not how it usually goes. And the ones that are struggling are struggling too? Uh, yeah, because I mean, okay, here, quick rundown. Top of the Pacific, Calgary's affiliate, Seattle's affiliate. Those are the top two spots. Top of the Central, uh, Dallas's affiliate, and... God, who's Milwaukee with now? Oh, it's still Nashville, right? Yeah, it's Nashville. Eh, they're on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee's on the bubble, right? No. Milwaukee's in. Oh. Okay. Or not, they're not clinched yet, but they're second place in the Central. Oh, okay. But uh, Nashville themselves in the NHL, close to a playoff spot. Could still make it. Top of the North, the Leafs affiliate, Toronto. And then the Devils affiliate, Utica. Oh, jeez. And then the top of the Atlantic, Boston's, Washington's. Washington's still trying to fight for a playoff spot. They're still trying to fight for it, but again, still doing well. Like, I don't get it. I mean, the only team in the Central whose team is not doing well and they're at the bottom, or team is doing well and they're at the bottom, is the Wolves, with Carolina being their affiliate. Still don't ask me how Chicago and Carolina are affiliated, but the Charlotte Checkers are no longer affiliated with them. Like, what? That's weird. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the quick standings run down there. We're still, you know, it could be worse. <laughs> we could still uh, we could still be San Diego. The goals. The goals, they're still at the bottom of the league. By a country mile. <laughs> Who's their affiliate? Anaheim. Yeah. The I mean, goals like, only have 39 points. They're 19 and 39. Who do you think has more points, Anaheim Ducks or the Seagulls? <laughs> do you want to know the answer to that? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I'm very curious now. Are the Ducks the worst in the NHL, officially? No, I think Chicago does. 
You want to know if Anaheim was the worst in the NHL, right? Well, who has more? Who has? Well, who has more points? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. You know. Oh, Columbus is the worst team in the league. San Jose, Chicago, then Anaheim. Anaheim has fifty-four points. So they have a lot more points than the goals. But Thirty-nine, but not by much. Bottom. <gasps> so they even Columbus, the worst team in the NHL, has more points than the Seagulls. And their AHL team is just not as good either. <laughs> Bottom five in the AHL. Ready? Yep. Tied for fifth, Chicago and Grand Rapids. Wilkesbury, the Penguins. The Barracuda, Sharks affiliate. Yeah, Sharks are bad. Henderson, Golden Knights affiliate. Oh, that's weird. And San Diego. San Diego. The <laughs> You almost had me. I did too. Uh, it's so hard not to say that. Uh, but the crazy part is, even if you're reading all that, there's still a path to the playoffs for the Griffins. It's it's uh, it's a bumpy one. It's going to be a difficult one. But I think we've been playing better lately. We've been playing better defensively. We've had closer games. Like we won one in overtime. We lost one in shootout. So. Yeah, I mean, back-to-back-to-back like, back weekend, and you pull five points out of that weekend. Tuesday was terrible, but... Tuesday was terrible, but... Terrible Tuesday. Just on those three games, we focused on the last three games they've played. Five out of six points? Five points for Gryffindor, is what they said. <laughs> oh, Lord, we've been in this room too long. That's All right. right. That's what they said on the Griffins website. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's that's a little cringe. I'm not gonna lie. When I was listening to Bob and I the other uh, today, they were talking about Bedard, and I'm like, this is not even an option for us. We're not getting Bedard. Like, don't I, say never. Yeah. If we do, well, I'll I've up. seen three articles this week that were by like NHL analysts talking about why it would be better for the league for him to end up in Detroit. Well, yeah. It makes way more sense. For yeah, and the league here. is all about money. If the lottery system's rigged, he's coming to Detroit, baby. Uh, We're about to find out. I said it last year. Those fringe playoff teams have won the lottery. It's they not have, but the at the worst. same time, like... Like, Rangers got Lafreniere. Yeah, but... Yeah, okay, but he was the number one pick. And they hit just okay, is he good? No, but... All right, cool. But it's winning the lottery. We have to win the lottery. Yeah, we do. To be able to get it. We we do, but I'm holding out hope for that one. He's not going to be a Griffin, though. No. <laughs> he's going straight there. Oh, he's going straight to the show. Really? You think so? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Have you out. seen that kid play? I don't want to. Oh, my God. I don't want to get my hope. No, because here's my biggest fear. Let's say the lottery works the way it's supposed to and the worst team in the league actually gets it. He's going to be freaking Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> no. You want him and Line A together? I don't want him a... I don't want to go. It's I like, don't want him any other team but Detroit. He's like a miniature Connor McDavid, right? Yes, or better. You think I, he's I better? almost said it. You hesitated. I hesitated. That, I don't know. We haven't nervous. seen him at that level again. You know, we we talked about um, McDavid is off the chart. We talked about our boy in the queue, and then someone said basically when you, you start there, everybody gets three goals <laughs> right off the bat. So yeah. That's what I haven't said. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? I don't know too much about the league, and I don't know how much about the league that um, Bedard's playing in. But again. He's insane. So, clearly by what we just watched in front of us is the Wings game. We need him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 
I'm starting to pay attention to player profiles now. But all I know is Bedard takes our rebuild that we're currently at and makes it maybe another year before we're still in the playoffs. And Bedard takes that and makes it we're a playoff team next year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So that doesn't help us here in the Griffins. It would probably keep a good prospect here for a little bit longer. Yeah, Lombardi, <laughs> Cross, Lombardi, Casper. Casper, I, I don't know. I think Casper's going straight to the show. Unless we get, don't unless we get Bedard. Me. Don't depress me at the end of the episode. Unless we get Bedard. And then it's... Then he's here. Th- then he's here. Come on, lottery. Let's yeah, go. I don't think it's going to happen. Anything else you want to add this week, sir? No. All my complaints have been voiced. Perfect. Cool. Well, exciting week of hockey again in front of us here. Griffin's got the Monsters and the Admirals twice, so... And we got St. Paddy's Day. We got St. Paddy's Day, and I'll have my St. Paddy's Day jersey by then. Yes, I can wear that to work. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be a good day to do it. Yeah, it'd be swell. We're allowed to wear green. I can wear a wings jersey to work. Any excuse to wear a wings jersey to work, I take it. I wonder if I could get away with that. I love it. Probably not. Probably not. Um, But yeah, no, thanks for tuning in this week, everyone. Hopefully everyone has a good week. Be safe. Happy St. Paddy's Day. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a share. Listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. We're still trying to figure out YouTube. (laughs) We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Town West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeyTownWPod and your host, Nick, at GRHockeyGuy and Brandon at BrandonCook397.